Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman. Welcome to today's podcast, episode 10 of series one, which takes the form of an interview with a group of students in a primary school and their deputy head teacher. The focus of this podcast is based around the importance of being visible. And we try to delicately dance around the connection between mental health and behaviour. And particularly in this episode, how the Always Club promotes opportunities for those who are less visible to shine. My work in schools is all around prevention. And in this case, I want to highlight some key aspects of resilience and well-being linked to this activity that the school has developed. Namely, a sense of belonging feeling connected to others, competency and intrinsic motivation and being a role model for others. Furthermore, we know that helping students develop a sense of self is about them making their own choices and seeing the consequences of those actions. Following the interviews, I want to highlight some key documents and guidance and information which relates to behaviour and the links between mental health. As always, there is a guide on how to develop this in your school. First, a quick word from our sponsors. At Jigsaw PSHE, we believe that personal development and strategies to build mental well-being need to be taught and not left to chance. Jigsaw, the mindful approach to PSHE, leads the way in providing children and young people with its acclaimed, well-structured and developmental less-than-a-week learning experience in PSHE from ages 3 to 16. Detailed lesson plans and all the teaching resources needed, along with free updates and ongoing support, make Jigsaw an invaluable, relevant and fresh resource, taking the worry out of PSHE planning. Written by teachers for teachers. A mindfulness philosophy and practice underpins the whole programme. Statutory government requirements for relationships, health and sex education are amply covered. For more information, go to www.jigsawpshe.com or call at Jigsaw HQ. Now to the podcast. So, um, here we are today uh, with Housing Education's podcast and I'm here with Poppy, Rosie and Trinity. They're in a primary school and they're in something called the Always Club. And we thought it would be really helpful for other schools to understand a little bit more about the Always Club um, and what it means to be, to be involved with that club. So, um, tell me a little bit about the Always Club. Um, I really like the Always Club because the Always Club is for really good children who get a special treat because they've been doing really good learning and being helpful around the class and it feels really great to be in the Always Club. I like being in the Always Club because it's it, it's a reward you get for being good and not only are you in the Always Club, there's lots more people that are in the Always Club, so there's more people in your class there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great because it's kind of like a reward, so every time you'd be good, kind of get something. Okay. And what, what do, why is it called the Always Club then, if it's a reward? Why um, is it called Always Club? Because you're always being good and in the school rules. Okay, so it's about following the school rules, yeah, yeah, trying to do the right thing. Can you remember any of your school rules? 
Um, be respectful. Okay. Be proud of the primary school that we're in. Yeah. Take responsibility. And you'll probably remember one in a minute. Wow. Okay. So it's about following the rules. Mm-hmm. And when it's saying an everyday club, does that mean you're doing that every day? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And who gets chosen to be in the club? So your teacher will choose three people from your class at the end of every term and then they go out in the afternoon and they do fun activities. Okay, so you've got to be good for a whole term? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and you get chosen by the teacher. Okay, so you've been in the Always Club last term, were you? Yes, it was the term before last Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. And what do you get to do in that afternoon? Um, So... Do you, do you do different things every time? Yeah. So you have, like, lots of, like, picnic food and stuff, and then you have an ice cream, and then after that you get, like, a special treat. So mm-hmm. you might get to go on, like, if we have a special treat in school, then you might get to go on that or do something fun. And is, is it every... It's not every Friday. It's just one yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And do you get a badge, or do you get something to say that you're in... Um, you always guess, uh, I think it's, like, a letter or a certificate. You get yeah. a letter home to your parents yeah. explaining what it is yes. and what you've done yeah. good. So how does it feel to be in the Always Club? It feels good because you always know that you're doing the right thing and not doing something wrong. Okay. It feels like really great and honoured to be part of the Always Club because um, you just know that you're one of those children who always do the best and... Uh, showing the other children in your class what to do, like a role model Mm. in the other years as well, Mm. for the younger years. So it's really honoured to feel a member of the Always Club. It was nice because you know you're the person doing the right thing. Yeah. And you're never doing the wrong thing. Wow, that's good, to never do the wrong thing. Um, So just thinking if there was another teacher from another school listening and they wanted to set set up an always club. What do you think they would need to do? Oh well, if you have like a sports hall or dining hall, maybe in the sports hall you could like set up a little buffet or something. Mm-hmm. And if it's a nice day, you could like get equipment for a picnic, and then you could have a picnic outside where there's like open space to play as well. Yeah, just linking on to what she said, maybe it would be a really good thing to, if you have, like, a playground or definitely a field, maybe you could, like, set up on there and then after the children have eaten, they can, like, play around. Mm-hmm. Some really good ideas for schools of how they could, like, you know, get student, get children um, involved. That's brilliant. So do you think being in the Always Club, do you think it helps your well-being or does it does it help your well-being in any way? Yeah, I think it really helps the well-being um, from social health as well because there's lots of other people around and you get to like make new friends from different classes and it's really fun. Excellent. It helps with well-being because it, like, it makes you have a smile on your face and... Because you know you've done something good, then it's making you happier and it's making other people 
happy as well because they know that you're doing something good and they've got a role model to set their mind on mm. to be in it. Mm. It's really important, isn't it, to <coughs> show good behaviour in terms of being a role model for others. Really like that. And it makes you feel nice because you know you wanted. Okay, it makes you feel wanted. Yeah. In what way? Um, because like all the other people, they don't really want that. Because you're so good, they do want you, so kind of feel wanted. Yeah. And do you think it's really helpful when people notice notice you? Yeah. yeah. That you're being good? Yeah. Is there anything else you think would be a good suggestion for schools to understand? Um, so maybe after you've done the first one, like the first one, ask the children that are in it if there's anything you they think that could go better and any ideas for other times in the club Mm. Mm -hmm. so do you think you would love to maybe i know some schools they have something called like a hot chocolate friday where those that are always doing something good they go and have a hot chocolate with the head teacher or something would that be a good idea yeah Yeah. would you would you like that as part of being in the always club yeah Uh, lots of smiles (laughs) yeah (laughs) and again i suppose you're um showing you a good role model and you're been noticed yeah mm. you wanted to add something else didn't you oh yeah maybe you could like um do it more than once yeah because maybe we could do like every friday so in the week you know there's people that haven't been like whatever if you know it yeah they haven't been there maybe you could do it every friday yeah mm. do you think for some children that find it hard to be good um always or to to do the right things and follow the rules do you think maybe having something every week would be easier for them. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then if they were good just that week and not throughout, like, the whole term, if they were good that week, they would have a chance of getting into yeah. it more mm. rather than it being throughout the whole term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that seems to matter to you, doesn't it, particularly you, Trinity? I think it matters to you that some other children who perhaps don't find it as easy mm-hmm. to manage themselves get a chance to be in the club excellent well i want to thank you very much so we've got mm-hmm. poppy rosie and trinity for your time um, and giving your opinions really so thank you very much and now a short break to hear from our sponsors cpoms is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events and is now used by over 10,000 schools The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information a school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school, so that the concerns you face that are unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. It saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper. Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and one of the main reasons that CPOMs are spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information, go to www.cpoms.co.uk, where you can also book a demo for your school. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so I'm here um, with Petrina, um, Deputy Head from the school that has started to run the Always Club. In fact, I think you've been doing it for about a year now. Yes, that's right. So um, thanks for, um, you know, facilitating uh, this and uh, setting up with the students. Um, I'm just really, I think other schools will always want to sort of know perhaps why you set up the Always Club and what you mm-hmm. thought the benefit would be. 
Yeah, I mean, we started as a staff, we were revising our um, our behaviour policy. And one of the things that in, in phases, the staff went to talk about, um, you know, changes, possible changes that we could be making. And one of the things that came up was because we'd recently changed the way that we dealt with low level behaviour, staff were getting used to that, getting their heads around the new system. And actually, I had put a lot into that. And some staff felt that the positives were lost Mm. um, because, you know, they were focused so much on this new system. And one of the staff uh, made a suggestion that, you know, there was lots of children in school who would just always do the right thing, who always make good choices, who was just such good role models for everybody in school. And yet still sometimes they might be missed because they just always comply Um, and I thought that was really powerful and then somebody suggested that maybe we should have an always club Um, now we were really trying to move away from um, giving children rewards for expected behaviour that's one of the things that we're trying to move away from and we wanted children to be more intrinsically motivated to make the right make the right choices because they knew that was the right thing to do Mm. Um, but the always club it fitted in with really what we were looking for because it was a long-term goal. It wasn't a weekly thing, which we have golden time every week um, to, to celebrate those positive choices. But it was just something extra special for those children who, like I say, always make those right choices and, and always adhere to our Cofton standards. Mm. So um, so that's where that came from, really. And, and as soon as someone suggested it, I just thought, actually, do you know what that is? That could be really, really powerful. Mm. Um, so that's really where the idea idea came from and um, we just embraced it really from then Mm. so that's how it came about brilliant and so it fits within um, a framework of kind of behavior management that you've been working on haven't you Um, to you know like move towards that intrinsic motivation rather than always external absolutely because it's because it's a long-term thing you know it just makes it extra special and it's about embedding that consistency and celebrating that when we see that consistency um, when children are either consistently um, showing good choices, making good behaviour, or going above and beyond what is expected of them, those are the children that we um, select, that teachers select to be part of the Always Club. And we make such a huge deal of them because, you know, we want to make it, you know, school-wide. We want children to aspire to be the very best they can be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when they are all selected... I will go around to the classrooms and they don't know who it is and it's, you know, pausing for dramatic effects and everybody's really happy and celebrates yes. whoever is chosen. Um, so we make a big deal of them in that way. And also, um, when it comes to assemblies, to, you know, to read out who's in the club, for them to stand up and, and have that praise and celebration and special acknowledgement, mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. And actually the parents, um, I had one parent almost in tears because their child was chosen to be in this always club um, and they get a special letter you see I, yeah. I will write a special letter out for myself and, and our head teacher and we post that to parents wow. um, so you know it's not just a letter that's scrunched up in the bag um, at the end of the day you know it's something really really special um, and, and she, she cried when she read the letter and she just said I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have my child be um, acknowledged for this and be celebrated for this that's fantastic yeah it's gone it's gone a long way brilliant so if a school wanted to to set that up in terms of an always club what what, what were the first steps that you went through um first steps i would think were to really think about you know um 
decide what it is you want to get out of this and decide, you know, who it is, you know, what you're looking for, make it really, really clear to your staff and decide together with your staff, mm-hmm. you know, the sorts of children that you're looking for and, and who warrants being a part of this club. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say definitely make that clear with your staff and, and decide that together. But also I would say, you know, think about logistically, you know, for us, it's something that we have, it's myself and our head teacher, and it's something that we'll have um, in the fields or, um, you know, in the hall if it's not great weather. Um, So just planning really um, so that, you know, we have a special picnic and they have ice cream and things and there's music and games. So just, you know, making sure that you're not running around at the last minute to get the bits and pieces that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just be be organised and and know what what you want to uh, achieve from it, really. How do you think it's affected the school environment from, from having run it for a year now? Um, I, I would say that we've got we've got many more children who are really trying to aspire to that because they want to be part of the club. And you know, the letter says it's it's a very prestigious club. It's a privileged position to be in the always club. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm constantly hearing murmurs of children telling me that they are, you know, they're desperate to be in the club and they're really trying to get all of their um, stamps on their individual star charts because obviously that's a really good indication of who deserves to be in the club. And, yeah, I think it's just given children a motivation to aspire to be better than than what they currently are. Yeah. I guess, in a way, um, having something to aspire to, I guess before the club it was kind of aspiring to either a chart or, yeah. you know, that kind of motivation, whereas now it's a motivation to be part of something and that sense of belonging yeah and actually um the pupils talked about that and said you know how important it was that for them to feel like they're a role model that they're being noticed and it's it's honored but when when I asked them about the effect on well-being they said that it was about um feeling like socially that they're connected to other people that are in the club yeah. and they get to meet other people in other year groups and so there's all that part of yeah, it as well. I hadn't even thought about that so I'm you know I'm really pleased that the children have um have come up with that because it's so important that they can identify with other children and you know have that connection um mm. to feel that they're not alone yeah. and that they're valued and seen and recognized yeah um but yeah absolutely I think you know the, the club is really really it's there to um bring children together mm-hmm. and it's there to set the standard and set the bar for everybody else to follow yeah. and and i think that sense of belonging is is so important and belonging to such a positive club yeah. and representing the school in that way i think has been really really good for our children and, and their self-esteem mm. Absolutely. If was there anything? Uh, so, just thinking now of the schools that are listening, if was there anything that has perhaps been a challenge to to either setting up or the ongoing running of the club at all? In all honesty, it was pretty easy to set up. You know, I think you know because it came from the staff. The yeah. staff were so on board, um, really on board with it. And in terms of challenges. No, I wouldn't say there have been. The only challenge that, you know, you could face, I suppose, is the financial implication. But for me, it's well worth it in the long run because, you know, the effect that it has on those children and on other children in school, some money for some party food and and whatnot is, is well worth it in the end. Fantastic.
Thank you very much for sharing, um, you know, this really important part of what we think, you know, is inclusion and well-being. So thank you. No, that's fine. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Feeling wanted and noticed. Powerful words from our students. This feeling has significant importance for child development and well-being, particularly as we're relational beings. We often use the phrase attention-seeking to describe this, but I personally prefer connection-needing. This gives us a certain level of empathy and explanation for what the young person is looking for. And I hope this podcast has given you the motivation to develop something like this as part of your whole school behaviour management approach. I want to note two particular things from these interviews. One is that there is a potential gender bias here in this interview. We know that when we ask for volunteers to do the podcast, we don't always get students who may be reflective of actual school life. So please bear that in mind here. I also want to note that the students talk often about being good. And for some students, this is a struggle to know what this actually means when adults are telling them to be good. But we can see here that the children have a clear understanding on what the values and the actions that underpin this particular language is in their school. And I think it's really important that that is part of this approach. You will have heard me mention Hot Chocolate Friday as well. This is something that an organisation called Pivotal Education promotes, which is basically the same approach, um, but is on a weekly basis. And for information about the organisation, that will be included on the handout. And look out for a joint podcast with them later next series. Three documents that I'm going to provide links for on the handout is the Department for Education's Mental Health and Behaviour document, the Education Endowment Foundation's Behaviour Guidance, which provides conditions for learning, and most recently, uh, an interesting document from Ofsted called Fight or Flight, which looks at school improvement. But interestingly, one of the key factors of whole school improvement is having a good behaviour management policy consistently applied. So take a look at the website www.halcyon.education and look at the podcast page and you can download your handout for episode 10 on that page. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section on the website. That's www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.